It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Locked on Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Locked on Houston Astros, and I hope that you join me for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. You can get Locked on Astros on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Astros. All right, so the weekend got off to kind of bumpy start on Thursday and Friday. The Astros lost two games in a row to the Cleveland Indians. Uh, It looked like the magic was gone for a little bit. They kept on trying to make some comebacks, and then the bullpen would blow the lead. Today, the Astros win 4-1. to That might be surprising to some of y'all who actually turned off the game for a little bit because Carlos Carrasco was dominating the Astros. He limited the Astros to only one hit in the first six innings. And then everything came unrattled in the seventh inning. Alex Bregman lines out to left to lead off the inning. Michael Brantley singled to the right field. Carlos Correa strikes out looking. That's frustrating because Carlos Correa was the big hero on Saturday, but he strikes out looking there. The Astros were trailing one and nothing with two outs in the seventh inning. Yuli Gurriel hits a double scoring Michael Brantley. Carrasco would intentionally walk Josh Reddick, and that brought up Robinson Torinos. What does he do? Of course, he hits a homer. That's what this guy does. He gets. He may not always get a hit. He may not always get a homer. But he seems to find the right circumstances. And as my wife said, well, why couldn't you have done that with bases loaded in, in Arlington? But we won't talk about that. So the Astros took a 4-1 to lead after that Torino's homer. And it wasn't just a cheapie. It went out of the ballpark onto Crawford Street. And it was everybody was celebrating. It wasn't as dramatic as the day before, but we'll talk about that in a second. Tony Kemp and George Springer would single, but after a pitching change, Altuve got the the final out on a fielder's choice. The question is, and I know I'm not really supposed to be dwelling too much into the Indians' strategy, but you have to wonder why they actually left him in so long. Uh, It looked like he didn't have it in the seventh inning, but the Indians just left him in. I know he only finished with 92 pitches, and this guy is with Corey Kluber kind of struggling this year. Him and uh, Trevor Bauer are considered the aces of the staff now, 
And so maybe uh, it's just, I guess we had the same discussion last week with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. Why would you leave, leave them in that long? So I think that's what happened there too. But Wade Miley, he looked good today. He, he limited the Indians to only six hits. That one earned run was a homer, and that was a good pitch that Santana just went opposite field on, uh, Carlos Santana. And um, I, I must have missed where he got back with the Indians. I, I know I've been watching him play for this weekend, but I just forgot that. he. I thought he was with some other team, but I guess they traded for him this offseason. So it's good to see him back where, he, where his success started. But that, that was the only run that the Indians would get today. Wade Miley got into a little trouble in the sixth inning. He needed one more out to qualify for the quality start. But uh, he, I think two runners got on base, and then Chris Davinsky came in and bailed him out in the sixth inning with a K. The bullpen, in fact, held the Indians scoreless for three and one-third innings pitch day. Framer Valdez was the big key. He was the bridge to Ryan Presley today. But Valdez had uh, pitched two innings with one hit and two strikeouts. Presley, even though he pitched one and two-thirds innings the night before, we'll talk about that in a second, he allowed his first extra base hit of the season, but he limited the Indians and to only that one hit with two strikeouts. Now the Astros are 17-11 on the season. They're up a half a game on the Mariners. The Mariners went on a two-game losing streak versus the Texas Rangers. That is true. They are tied with the Yankees with a 17-11 record. Twins, who they'll be facing next, are 16-9 with for the second best record. And the Rays are first with 18-9 record. So I think that makes the opening series a little bit more believable now because the Rays are a really good team. And they're actually without best player in Austin Meadows, who's on the DL right now. So like I said, the series got off to a rocky start. They lost the first two games. Trevor Bauer dominated and I'm doing air quotes if you can't see me right now but uh, he dominated the Astros with six walks and only three strikeouts only one earned run it was one of those situations where the Astros got a lot of runners on base but unfortunately they just couldn't get the big hit and uh, they out and he outdueled Garrett Cole Garrett Cole had seven innings pitched two earned runs three walks 10 strikeouts. I would say that was more of a dominating performance. The only thing is he gave up the two solo homers to Leonis Martin and Jake Bowers. Otherwise, uh, he pitched really well, and it also goes back to our, my last podcast. Garrett Cole, is, he's just unlucky this year. The second game, McHugh pitched a lot better than he did the first game, the game before, but he allowed three homers. McHugh only lasted five and two-thirds in his pitch. He gave up only the three solo homers with nine strikeouts. Rondon, Hector Rondon would later lose the game, basically, and the Astros didn't score after the fourth inning. Friday was very frustrating. I went to that game, and it was one of those games that people got there early to get the bobblehead. Some of them bounced a little early, but overall, it was a one of those games that was still a good game. It just didn't go the Astros' way. On Saturday, Brad Peacock bounced back to dominate the Indians for six innings pitch. He allowed four hits, one earned run, one walk, and seven strikeouts. The Astros took the lead in the sixth inning with a two-run homer from Carlos Correa. Unfortunately, Will Harris gave up the two runs in the top of the seventh inning. Presley allowed both inherited run- runners to score. He pitched one and two-thirds innings pitch, but uh, A.J. Hinch made a decision. He made a conscious decision to put his top two relievers in to keep the game close. And it paid off because it was a tied game. Uh, Roberto Osuna pitched the ninth and 10th inning. And before the, t- the bottom of the 10th inning, A.J. Hinch said, hey, Tony, you're going to bat for Stassi. 
Tony was like, okay, let me go get some, uh, let me go get some at bats in the batting cage. And he came up looking to make contact and he made contact. He hit something that nobody predicted. He had a walk-off homer and fans went crazy. I was not at that game, but I was able to watch it at home and everybody knew what happened and everybody was jumping for joy after all these, after last year, giving the hugs for homers, Kemp was the one received the hugs for homers for this one. He was the first Astros pinch hitter since Brian Bovisevic to hit a walk-off homer, and, and Brian did that in 2011. So the, Ast- the Astros have hit 40 homers in April. This is a new franchise record for the Astros in April. The previous best was 38 in 2001. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe to the Locked on Astros on the new Himalaya podcast app. In the ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally created playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Astros. Hey guys, are you running a business and having a hard time finding quality applicants? Well, have you heard of something called ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter makes finding people to work for you easy. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, and confusing review process. But today, hiring can be as easy and you can only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter sends thousands of resumes to people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. As ap- applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of their employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire. All right, we are back to the Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Shows. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. Uh, I know this is talking about Astros, but this was a great day for me. I know the Rockets did lose. I know a lot of people are going to be talking about the refs not making the calls. There was a lot of weird occurrences in this situation, but... The Rockets, I think, are going to be the better team. It's just going to have to take some more consistency at making the three-pointers. I know their percentage was really low today. The referees have got to catch those fouls that the Warriors were doing on James Harden. And when he was going up to take a shot, they would throw his body, their body into his landing zone. He would fall down, and they wouldn't make the call. So you know that the NBA is going to look at at those and try to make a decision what to do from there. But if he's not getting those calls and the the Rockets have no shot of winning this series, because it seems like even in the jazz series, they're just not calling. I'm not saying the Harden flops or anything, but they're just not calling the game equally on both sides. So anyway, this isn't locked on Rockets. That's been DeBose's thing. Let's talk a little bit about the Astros. The Astros now have scored 132 runs. They've allowed only 104. That's a plus 28 run differential. They're going to face the Twins, who have scored 140 runs to 113 for a plus 27 record. The Twins were beneficiaries of the Astros beating the 
Indians for the past two games as they move into first place, or I think they were in first place, but they have a now a two-game lead. As we saw last week, their offense can be dominating. Before we get into a deep look into the twin series, Forrest Whitley did pitch today. Uh, he pitched the second half of a pitching tandem in uh, Round Rock, and unfortunately, it didn't go so well. He pitched three innings, allowed four hits, four earned runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. I know a lot of people are a little bit worried about what's going on with Whitley, but uh, he wasn't going to be up until late July anyway, so I'm not too worried about where he is now. I'm more worried about where he is when he comes up, and so we'll, we'll worry about that later. Something I didn't get a chance to talk about after, I believe it was for Friday night's game. Yeah, when I got home, I saw a video. Trevor v- Bauer, we all know about this rivalry that he has with uh, Alex Bregman. Also, he has it with Garrett Cole as well. But he made a video with Bregman stare bobblehead, and he said, Hey, buddy, don't you think, uh, don't you like the way I dominated you today? And he made the bobblehead uh, shake. Oh, yeah. That was, I admit, I kind of chuckled at first, and uh, you have to kind of admire the um, rivalry that's there, and just the, uh, that they won, they both are doing it via social media. They're not being it, they're not doing it in a nasty way. They're just having some fun with it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was all staged just to, because um, the Indians are one of the Astros competitors in the AL. So. But Bregman replied to him and the next day, and he said, oh, yeah, I saw that. If he calls that dominating, I, I'm proud of him. And then somebody asked him something else, he said, I'm proud of him. And uh, I think that goes back to him uh, being his daddy. So we'll see what happens because playoff Bauer is not as good as regular season Bauer. And Alex Bregman is better in playoffs anyway. So we'll see what happens if we do face the Indians in the playoffs. So let's take a brief look at the Twins matchups. Justin Verlander will get the start tomorrow versus Jake Odorizzi. Verlander is 4-0 with a 2.61 ERA. He has 46 strikeouts and 38 innings pitch. Odorizzi had an okay start in his last game. He did get the win. Uh, he's 2-2 two two with a 4.37 ERA. He has 23 strikeouts and 22 and two-thirds innings pitched. He did allow two earned runs in the last game versus the Astros, but he did get the win. Michael Brantley is batting 333 on the season versus um, Odorizzi and with that homer, and like I said, he allowed two runs. Verlander dominated the Twins with eight innings pitched, only allowed one run. Eight strikeouts. Garrett Cole is coming off one of those weird starts where he dominated, but Trevor Bauer apparently dominated a little bit more with his six walks. But it just shows how Garrett Cole is kind of snake bit this year. He is one and four with a 4.71 ERA. He has 54 strikeouts in 36 and one thirds innings pitch. Uh, the Astros would be facing Michael Pineda again. Uh, he's two and one with a 5.63 ERA. He has allowed, uh, he struck out 20 batters in 24 innings pitched. The Astros, despite um, him pitching well against them, the Astros batted two, 381 with four runs, eight hits, and three doubles in the last game versus um, Pineda. Next, you're going to have Colin McHugh uh, after a solid start in his last one versus Martin Perez. McHugh is 3-2 with a 4.78 ERA. He has 37 strikeouts and 32 innings pitched. Martin Perez is 3-0 with a 4.44 ERA. He has 23 strikeouts and 26 and one-third innings pitched. Perez is obviously a beneficiary of some run support there. 
Fresh after his start yesterday, Brad Peacock will take the mound on Thursday versus Jose uh, Barrios. Peacock is 2-1 with the 3.67 ERA. He has 24 strikeouts and 27 innings pitched. Barrios is 4-1 with the 2.97 ERA. He has 41 strikeouts and 39 and one-thirds innings pitched. So Barrios is the ace of the twin staff, and he's uh, still young. I think the Astros have had success versus him. I'll look um, more before that start. Just kind of an update on Jordan Alvarez. He has kind of slowed down a little bit, if you want to call that. But he's still batting 347 with 11 homers and 29 RBIs. Somebody who's been hot recently is Kyle Tucker. In the last 10 games, Kyle Tucker is batting 350, sorry, 256 with four homers and six RBIs. So it's good to see Tucker get going. Uh, I know a lot of people say that he's done, but he's not done. It was too early in the season to write him off, and uh, he just got off to a bad start. Is he going to be the guy that we think he is? Who knows? Uh, until he comes up and proves it in big league, we're never going to know. But I'm not going to give up on him just because he struggles in AAA. One thing to kind of keep take note of is Garrett Stubbs is struggling in AAA. And we see what Max Stassi is doing at the major league level. I know he's playing great defense, but he's not getting the job done offensively. And uh, guys, for at least this next week or so, let's leave Tony Kemp alone. Tony Kemp has earned at least a week of respect, and he did get a hit today. So uh, Kemping ain't easy, so let him do it. This guy is a professional baseball player. This guy will get the Astros a lot of wins, and we'll be talking about him during in October. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play the podcast, Locked on Astros. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.